I'm Becky Hennessy. This is Living Through, Episode 77, Boundaries. Hey there, this is Living Through, a podcast for partners who have been betrayed, who are living through as they recover and heal and reconnect. Remember that time when I recorded a podcast intro on the last one, and I said the wrong name (laughs) of the podcast. I remember that time. Well, that's what happens when you don't record for a little while. You guys, this is an episode that is well overdue. It's actually an episode that quite a few people have asked for. I haven't pulled the trigger on it because there's this little voice inside that says, Becky, you need to master this before talking about it. But thankfully, there's a bigger voice that says, nah, that's garbage. Nobody masters this. You just have to be trying. And I definitely am trying. So here it is for those of you who've asked and for everyone else who hasn't, an episode on boundaries. I was just on a podcast where I talked about boundaries. And as I did, my mind went down a million different rabbit holes This is going to be a longer episode, my friends, so take the breaks you need, but just make sure to come back and finish it out. My hope is that it'll be worth the time that you give. Boundaries are a buzzword right now. Everybody's talking about them. There's lots of books out there about them, lots of content on social media about them, but what are they really and what aren't they? And why do we have them? And why do we need them? And how come they're the answer to a lot of questions, particularly in a trauma or betrayed space? And where do you start? And how do you get them? Well, let's dig in to all of that. Buckle up. Brene Brown identifies boundaries as what is okay and what isn't okay. I'm going to add the phrase for me in there. So my definition of boundaries is that boundaries are what is okay for me and what isn't okay for me in my life. Boundaries are what I'm okay to have be in my life or out of my life. They're what I'm willing to do and to allow, or what I'm not willing to do or allow, period. Boundaries are not telling someone else what they can do or can't do. They are not telling other people what is okay for them or not okay for them in their lives. They are not telling someone else what they can have or can't have in their life. They are not telling others what they can allow or do or not allow or do in their life. We're just going to let that sink in for a minute. Boundaries are not for someone else. Boundaries are for me and for you, meaning my boundaries are for me and yours are for you. Now, hold on. I hear you. Deep breath in, deep breath out. What if what they do and allow, what if they're okay with and not okay with, what if what is in their life or isn't directly affects me? What happens when their way is disrespectful or untruthful or manipulative or hurtful or detrimental or traumatic? Your boundaries are still for you. Boundaries are not a consequence for somebody's behavior, they are not a punishment. They are not a way to get back at somebody or a way to get someone to feel what you're feeling. Boundaries are not a way to control another person. 
if someone is being disrespectful or untruthful or hurtful or manipulative, or if they're doing something that's detrimental to you, or they're doing something that's traumatic, if someone is living their life in a way that is not okay for my life, then I absolutely can choose how I'm going to respond to their behaviors and their actions. I can absolutely choose what to do if certain things are done or said or not done and said. Boundaries may be a response. They are not a punishment. My boundaries are not there to change another person or to consequence them or to fix them or to force them to do anything. My boundaries are there to provide safety for my body and for my mind and for my heart and sometimes for my kids because when God gave them to me, I committed to do my best to keep their bodies and minds and hearts as safe as I possibly could. My boundaries are there to build and rebuild and strengthen trust within myself and with others. My boundaries are there so I can show up with compassion instead of fear, anger, resentment, or exhaustion. I set boundaries to feel safe, to build trust, and to be compassionate with myself and others. That's what boundaries are for. Now, there are two different kinds of boundaries that are important to keep in mind. There's internal boundaries and external boundaries. Internal boundaries are your personal ones. No one else needs to necessarily be involved in them. They're agreements that you make with yourself about what you will or won't do, how you will or won't respond, what is okay and what is not okay for you. For example, an internal or personal boundary may be that as soon as I feel a physiological sensation, I call those feelings, I am going to acknowledge it. That may be a personal boundary that I have with myself. It may be that I am not going to sleep with my phone at night. That may be a personal boundary I have with myself that I'm going to plug my phone in outside of my bedroom. Another may be that I'm going to choose to not engage in gossip. So when others do, I choose to not engage or I choose to leave or I choose to respond in a certain way. Another one may be that I'm not going to tell somebody how awesome something is if it isn't awesome. That may be a boundary that I have. In fact, that is a boundary that I do have because I value authenticity. It may be I'm going to text somebody that I'm grateful for them at the second that that gratitude enters my heart. Whatever, inside of me, that's the personal boundary. Personal or internal boundaries aren't necessarily spoken. They can be, but they don't have to be. External boundaries are relational boundaries. These involve other people. Again, these aren't what they can do or can't do. These are what I'm willing to do or not do. So instead of me saying, you can't talk to me right now, I am not going to have a conversation with you about this. You have to talk to your therapist. Instead of that, it sounds like I would be more than willing to talk with you about that as soon as it's been worked out with your therapist. So you're saying I have to go to therapy before I can talk to you about this? That's not what I said. You are more than welcome to do whatever works best for you. What I'm saying is that what's going to work best for me is to not talk through this until it's been worked out with a therapist. That's what I'm saying. You hear that? How that kind of goes and flows? Let's take it to the next level. What if the next phrase is no? I'm not doing that. 
We can work this out ourselves. We don't need to pay some quack to do something for us that we can do for ourselves. You guys have to chuckle because, like, you know that I've heard this a million trillion times, right? Okay. (laughs) Then it becomes an internal boundary and you don't engage in the conversation. If they're not willing to agree, it sounds like I'm not okay with that for me. I'm actually going to go for a walk. I'll be back in 20 minutes. And then you get out of there or whatever. So you hear how that goes? That's just one of many examples, right? Outside of a marital space, a relational boundary or an external boundary can sound like, I am more than happy to help you with that project as long as I can head home by this time. Yep, I can totally meet with you and talk with you about this on these particular days. It can also sound like, you know what? PTA is actually something that I am not doing this year, period. Without an apology or a huge explanation why, short and simple. Now, relational boundaries are spoken because if you set a relational boundary and you don't speak it, that is an expectation and expectations are resentments waiting to happen. That's a whole nother episode. I'll link it in the show notes. Relational boundaries are agreements. If an agreement cannot be reached, figure out a personal or internal boundary for you until one can be. So internal boundaries are personal, external ones are relational. Now, how do boundaries sound? They could sound like, I am more than happy to blank. I'm totally willing to blank. I absolutely can do this. It can sound like I'm more than happy to blank as long as blank happens. I'm totally willing to blank as long as blank occurs. Yep, I can absolutely do that as long as blank is what goes on. It's not as long as you, it's as long as this, that, it. The second we say you, defenses come in. I'm more than happy to do this as long as this happens. I'm totally willing to do that as long as this occurs. It also can sound like, you know, what's going to work best for me is blank. Or that's actually not going to work out for me. I am going to take some time to figure out what I'm okay with for me. Can we circle back to this? Can we talk about this at this time? And again, if it's no, we have to talk about it right now. Like I said, I'm not in a spot to make that decision. I'm not going to be having that conversation right now. I absolutely am willing to circle back once some dust has settled and the kids are in bed and I've been able to regulate myself. Then we can totally have this conversation. Boundaries also can sound like, no, thank you. Or absolutely, yes, can be a boundary. I know that sounds weird because a lot of times when we talk about boundaries, we talk about saying no. But yes is an agreement as well. Now, as stated in the last podcast, the first step in being able to identify what boundaries need to be established is to become really clear on your values, on what is most important to you. This isn't your top 15. This isn't your top 10. I'm talking about boiling this stuff down to two. If that freaks you out, go back and listen to that episode again to remind you how that can be okay. You will have no clue what boundaries you need to feel safe, to build trust, and to show up with compassion to yourself and to others unless you start to get crystal clear on your values with a little star beside that. And I'll circle back and talk about the star beside that. 
Does that mean that you can't set boundaries up until then? No. Sometimes just given the circumstance, given the betrayal, given the trauma, given whatever's going on, you still need to set some initial rules of engagement or agreements or boundaries for in the meantime. A therapist and or a coach that specializes in trauma can absolutely help you identify what that could look like or what those could sound like or what those might need to be. Here's where the little star comes in. So I just said that you will have no clue about what boundaries you need to set until you establish your values. And that's where the start comes in. Your body is going to tell you what boundaries need to be set before anything else. That sounds like a contradiction, right? While you're initially setting up those very first boundaries before you've been able to get really clear on your values, your body is going to tell you what you need. So notice it. And pay attention to it. Before your brain tells you, before your therapist tells you, before something that you've read tells you what boundaries you need, your body will tell you. It's fair to pay attention to that. Now, let's be clear. There is a difference between discomfort and uncomfortable. Throughout the healing process, throughout the recovery process, which to me is life work, I don't know that we get to say, oh, my healing's done or, oh, recovery's done for the next forever. We are going to feel discomfort. It's part of what we've signed up for. Discomfort is about going out of your comfort zone, stretching yourself, leaning into stuff. Uncomfortable is different. Uncomfortable is about feeling unsafe. These are two entirely different things. A good therapist, a good coach, they're going to help you lean into discomfort. Again, that's required in the healing and recovery. If you're really, truly signing up for those things, you are signing up for discomfort. Uncomfortable, doing something that feels totally unsafe, that is something to get curious about, not to lean into. If unsafety is there, that's informational. And again, your body's going to tell you that first. If a boundary feels mean or cruel or manipulative, get curious about if it's truly a boundary. Just because somebody labels it as such doesn't mean it is. You can put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. True, authentic, real boundaries are actually the kindest thing that you can do for yourself and in a relationship. We've talked before about Brene Brown's research regarding compassion. The most compassionate people she has researched have had boundaries of steel. They go together. Dr. Kristen Neff, I'll link her website in the show notes as well, is a researcher on self-compassion, and she has identified three elements to compassion. Kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. Kindness is about how we think about and treat others. Now, kindness is not nice. I'll link that episode in the show notes because there is one. Kindness is treating someone the way we would if they were a dear friend. Common humanity is about acknowledging that we're all doing this human thing together and at the same time. This human experience is hard for everyone, even if it looks like it isn't. We are all imperfect and flawed and we are all screwing up. 
And then there's mindfulness. My favorite definition of mindfulness is non-judgmental awareness. It's acknowledging what is without judgment of self or others. It's about being present in the moment, which is the only place that is can reside. If we are in has been or has, or if we are in will or will be, we are not in the present moment. It's okay to go into those spaces sometimes. We've got to, right? But mindfulness, being present, is in the moment of is. If any of these components are not present towards yourself or towards others, if kindness is not there, if common humanity is not there, if mindfulness is not there, compassion is not there. If compassion is not present, chances are boundaries aren't either. They all connect. That's a lot to chew on today. Lots that was discussed in a teeny tiny amount of time. I could go on and on and on and on and on about boundaries. This is just a bite-sized view at it. So take what you need and leave what you don't. And as more questions or comments or clarifications come up or are needed, or if you just straight up don't agree, reach out to me. I would love to hear your thoughts and your perspectives. You're not going to find me on social media, but you can find me through my email, Becky, B-E-C-K-I-E at BeckyHennessy.com. Or you can go to my website and find contact info there. That's BeckyHennessy.com. If this generates a desire for an additional podcast or for me to say more, shoot off the idea to me too. You guys are the ones listening. So I'm happy to create in spaces that you need. And that is that. That wasn't as long as I'd worried it would be. (laughs) The end. Keep living through one boundary at a time.